Jordan Montgomery took the mound today against the Marlins, hoping to improve on his subpar spring. Did he do enough today to calm everyone down a little bit? This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Hatford, and I'm a national radio sports anchor. Born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. You can also follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. We want to thank those of you who make Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, and comment. That way you can interact with us. Hit the notification button so you know when new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans of baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your own baseball franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On, all caps, in the game. We are now just over a week away from opening day, and it's never really been a question as to who was going to be a part of this rotation as long as everybody was healthy? You've got five guys, Adam Wainwright, Miles Michaelis, Jack Flaherty, Stephen Matz, and Jordan Montgomery. Wayno and Michaelis have been off at the uh, World Baseball Classic, both pitched rather well for Team USA. Wainwright looked much better uh, over there with uh, with Team USA than he did in the spring training games before he left. So that's something that we can kind of hang our hats on. Michaelis has been rock steady the whole time as he enters his final year of his current contract. And I still wonder if we're going to get an extension, like any kind of extension news for any of these guys, uh, especially Michaelis, now that he's back from the WBC. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Flaherty has had his ups and downs while Steven Matz has looked tremendous. But Jordan Montgomery, he had a pretty ugly outing his first time out where he surrendered four runs on five hits over three innings. That included a home run. He struck out only two. No walks, though. That's good. Uh, but that was back on March 5th against the Mets. His second time out was against the Mets again on March 10th, and this time it was better. Two runs on three hits in four innings. He strikes out four. He walks one. And something that we also have to remember, these guys aren't in top regular season form yet. Okay, let's not kid ourselves. So you should expect some bumps in the road during spring training. They're not supposed to come out here and throw seven shutout innings, striking out 10. That's that's not what's supposed to happen. They're revving up for opening week. Sure, they want to get good results, but to expect lights out form out of any of these guys yet in the spring is really not a, a realistic idea. Instead, you just hope for improvements each time they take the mound, and that's what Monty had shown from his first start going into his second start. He got better. Now, today is where you wanted to see a continuation of that progress, and that is exactly what we got out of the big left-hander today as he faced the Marlins. Facing them, he gave up six hits and five innings of work. He only struck out one, but he induced 10 ground ball outs and two double plays, which means 12 of the 15 outs that he got Revia the ground ball. He also did not walk a hitter. Has only one walk. Has only walked one guy the entire spring, the whole spring, which you which you love to see. He looked really good. His command was good. And when you see all those ground ball outs, you know that Monty is 
on his game. And uh, Rob Rains at stlsportspage.com reports that Montgomery expressed confidence that he's ready to go for the regular season after today's outing, but also that he might be a bit bummed that the team hadn't reached out to him about an extension this spring, which is something I brought up a, a few moments ago. Here's the quote from Montgomery and Reigns' article. We've had all spring. I said at the very beginning I had ears open. No one's talked. I'm just ready to try to win games and make my 32 starts. It's something you can't think about. I'm here. I want to win games for the Cardinals. And uh, Reigns also pointed out that Montgomery doesn't want to talk about the contract when the season starts. He quotes Montgomery saying this, if it doesn't get done in spring, I'm just going to start focusing on games. So that's where he's at. Um, doesn't it exactly sound like he's all that thrilled <laughs> by the fact that there has been no communication between the Cardinals front office and his agent and him uh, about any sort of extension going into uh, the season. And granted, there is still some time this spring to talk to Montgomery, Michaelis, and Flaherty about extensions. And I've said all along that uh, out of the three, I think Michaelis makes the most sense. He's the one that they lock up first. But if you do that, how does that make the other two guys feel? And I know we're, we're not supposed to baby them. They're supposed to be professionals. But if there's three of them, and they're all three looking for extensions, and you only give one to one and say, well, sorry, guys, you're going to have to do what you got to do this season to prove yourself. Does it, does that make you want to come back to that team if you do have a good season? Probably not. Probably not a great idea. So maybe it's best to wait until after the season and see how things play out. Is it a risk? Absolutely. What I do know is that good starting pitching, we learned that this offseason, Good starting pitching is very tough to get your hands on, and when you do, it is expensive. Once it goes on that open market, when you've got big city vultures who are willing to overpay for a guy that you're interested in, it certainly puts the Cardinals in a disadvantage heading into free agency. So do you want to take that chance? I mean, you got these three guys right now, and they can only listen to you. Do you want to lock them up? It's a risk. It's a risk, no matter wh which way you go. There's going to be people who are like, good good move, good move, if it does happen. And then there's going to be other ones that say, oh, my gosh, this guy's totally not worth that. You're going to hear it from both sides. We'll see what Mo in the front office decides to do. As for the rest of the game, um, pretty dull. <laughs> pretty dull. I mean, is there anything as unfulfilling as a baseball game that goes nine innings and then ends in a 0-0 tie? I can't think of anything that would be that unfulfilling. It was like it was pointless. There really was no reason to be out there. We know that's not true. Everybody had to get their work in. Uh, the Marlins' Taylor Rogers just had the Cardinals' bats baffled today. Uh, remember, they knocked him around pretty good their last time they faced him. But uh, today, Rogers throws five innings, allows just three hits, strikes out four. In fact, the Cardinals only mustered five hits on the entire day. The only person who had multiple hits was Alec Burleson, who went two for four. Uh, Yepes, Contreras, and Motter had the other three. Uh, by the way, since we bring them up, Motter doing some really good stuff out there on the field again today, this time on the defensive side with a nice catch down the third baseline that saw him actually tumble into the stands on the third base side. A very Nolan Arenado type of move as he uh, went into the netting, made the catch, though. Uh, there's a pick of the aftermath right now up on, uh, on the YouTube page. Um, he also started one of the double plays. He stole a base today. I mean, seriously, out of all the people in camp, who would have thought that a 33 year old journeyman infielder 
would have a legit shot at making this St. Louis Cardinals roster. But that's where we are. And the dude is filled in quite nicely all spring at whichever in, infield spot that they decide to put him at. Um, he's kind of like the older version of Brendan Donovan. And they even look alike. Like he and Brendan Donovan could be like utility brothers out there with the beards and the luscious, long, flowing locks. I mean, who's not rooting for this guy to make the roster? And it, and it seems like they're, they kind of want him to make it. They, they keep putting him out there. He's getting a lot of at-bats and a lot of playing time. And so far, I, I haven't seen anything that has said, nah, we, we don't need that guy. Like, he seems like somebody who fits in kind of nicely to uh, fill in for that final spot on the bench that has been left by Paul DeYoung, who's going to start the year on the IL. Now, in the pen today, we saw Helsley throw a clean inning, which is great, but he didn't strike anyone out, so he stinks now, obviously. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He looked great. Uh, Jordan Hicks gave up one hit, but had his command today, which is always nice. Uh, throws a shutout inning. Andre Palante returned and struck out one and walked one in his inning. Walks were uh, an issue for Palante when he was with uh, Team Italy at the WBC. So that's something we're going to have to keep an eye on moving forward because he, ha he had some control issues uh, while he was over there. And the uh, revenge spring of one Drew Verhagen continues another shutout inning. His spring ERA is now down to 1.29. And uh, now that $3 million price tag that he's carrying around him doesn't look so gross after what was a terrible and injury-riddled season last year. He's looked really good so far in spring training, which uh, is just an added bonus, just another solid arm to put there in that bullpen. Again, these bullpen cuts, they're going to be torture. I, I don't know how Ali and company are going to do it because – there's been way too many guys that have done way too good this spring and are deserving of spots on this opening day roster. I'm just glad I'm not in his shoes. I don't have to make these decisions. Uh, one of those spots that they have to make a decision on still is the backup catching spot. We're going to talk about that next on Locked on Cardinals. Now, if you're a gamer, and I know we got a few of them out there, I'm one of them. I, I love video games. I think they're fantastic. And all of us here at Locked On are excited about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM, if you want to put on Moe's, well, he doesn't really wear a bow tie anymore, but if you want to put on, you know, Moe's shirt and have to do what he has to do, manage your own professional baseball franchise, and this is definitely the game for you. You can play through the season and lead your team to glory, or if you're like some of my colleagues, Complete and total failures as GMs. I know Berkey from Locked on A's and H-Town from Locked on Astros have pointed out they've been fired from their franchises in this game. They've gotten fired. I haven't gotten fired yet. I haven't won anything yet either, but I haven't gotten fired. At least I still have my job. Uh, but uh, it's up to you. You got to weather the storms of a normal baseball season. You got to hire the right coaches and staff, manage the team finances. You've got scouting. You've got drafting. You've got... Um, navigating your franchise through, uh, you know, injuries and slumps, all of this stuff, all of this stuff takes place. And it's all in a challenging and realistic game world. It's also completely free, which is also pretty, pretty darn cool. Uh, and you can play it offline, which is an added bonus as well. That way you can play on the go as you want. And when you want locked on Cardinals listeners, you get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo locked on that's all caps in the game store to make sure to check it out. Uh, download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan that code or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today.
The backup catching situation for the Cardinals, it is nasty right now. And it's got some people worried as we wind down camp. And I, I can't say that I'm worried. I'm not worried, but at the same time, you've got to be a little bit concerned of how terrible these guys have been. None of these guys have been able to hit a lick all spring. Wilson Contreras, he's your main man, right? Dude has been great. Arm looks great. Pitching staff is responding to him well behind the plate. He's hitting like we thought he would. He's now batting 367 this spring. No dingers, but three doubles, five runs scored, five knocked in, three stolen bases, all of that in 30 plate appearances. I will take that all day, every day. But after him, it has been downright brutal. Yvonne Herrera showed some life in his brief time in camp, going three for eight, but He's going to be the, the starting catcher at Memphis every day, as he should be. You can't bring him up here and have him ride the pine. It's the same rules that apply for Mason Wynn. You can't have Herrera coming up here and just sitting. That's not going to make him any better. All right? He's not going to be better riding the bench in St. Louis. He's got to play, and if he can do that at Memphis, you send him down there, which is what they're doing. Then we have Trace Pereira hitting a, a whopping 167 in 11 games. He's 2 for 12 with a dinger and a double. He has walked six times. I'll give him a little high five for that, but that's been about it. Uh, Pedro Pajes, spelled pages, but Pajes is how it's pronounced, hitting 125 in 11 games. He's 2 for 16 with no extra base hits. He's got one RBI. And then there is the curious case of one, Andrew Kisner. The guy can't buy a hit this spring, guys. Kisner has 42 plate appearances, by far the most of all the catchers in the Cardinals organization, and one of the most in all of Major League Baseball in spring training as far as catchers go. I feel like he was at least top five. He might even be top three most at bats by a catcher this spring. And he's got four more hits than you and I do. He's got four. Another 0 for 4 day today. He's now hitting under 100 this spring. His batting average is .095. He has no extra base hits. He's only walked twice. And he struck out nine times. The guy has just not been able to hit at the major league level. And this is after he was a very good minor league hitter. Kisner is a career 303 hitter. In four seasons in the minors, he hit 324 for double A Springfield in 2017, hit 313 combined at double A triple A in 2018. Then in 2019 at Memphis, his batting average dips to 276, which is nothing to sneeze at. That's very good. He had 12 home runs, 34 RBIs, all of that in 66 games. Where is this guy? It has been a different story altogether at the major league level. And it's like I said, I'm not worried, but I'm a bit concerned. Now, according to Rob Raines' article, uh, Ali Marmel sounded optimistic about him after the game today, saying it was a deceiving number, his 0 for 4. It's the best we've seen him. Hopefully, he can build on that. We know Wilson Contreras is going to catch the bulk of the games this season, but the days of one guy catching 130-plus games a year, it's over. They don't exist, really. Yachty was a different breed. He was a freak. He was a freak, if you will. And what's great is that Contreras' bat can stay in the lineup on days that he's not catching with the DH in the National League now, but you got to get something out of the backup catcher. Whoever it's going to be, they have to be able to put something up there offensively. You can't have it be a black hole 
of offense all year, like the entire catching position was last year. Yachty and Kisner combined last year were terrible hitters. They were awful. I don't like saying bad things about Yachty ever, but he wasn't good last year. Let's just be honest. Look at the numbers. He wasn't. If I'm the Cardinals, I'm just saying, I'm checking the waiver wires. I am paying attention. I'm keeping my eyes out on who's getting cut here in these uh, final days of uh, spring training in case a veteran becomes available. Because when you look at Contreras' track record for injuries, he has a tendency to go down for a couple of weeks in a season. And if you have to roll out Andrew Kisner and his career 204 major league batting average during the majority of that time, it could cost you. It could put you in a hole. And you don't want that. What can we take away from last night's WBC championship game? We'll talk about that next on Locked on Cardinals. The tournament, of course, heating up this weekend. We're going to uh, get into the Sweet 16, and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay, which always makes those games even more entertaining. So don't miss out on your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. I know a lot of us are in our fantasy basketball playoffs right now. Um, I got a lot of dudes who have been going down injured. <laughs> it's not, not helping me out, but these games, you can make that fantasy basketball game that you're watching because you want to see, you know, one or two guys do well, even that more interesting by putting down some bets there with FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. The World Baseball Classic Championship game between the U.S. and Japan, amazing stuff. In fact, the whole tournament was so much fun to watch. And uh, it had an average of just the last night's game, the championship game, had an average of 5.2 million people watching it. It peaked at 6.5 million in the late stages and was the most watched WBC game in U.S. history, up 69% from 2017. Nice. When the U.S. actually won the whole darn thing. Uh, what can we take away from this? Well, first off, we can take away that Shohei Otani is by far the greatest baseball player on this planet right now. Uh, I also took away that despite the narrative that baseball isn't popular anymore, that it's too boring, that there are a lot of baseball fans still out there that enjoy this sport. And I, I know that it has been said a billion times before so let's make it a billion and one. I don't care. MLB needs to do a better job of marketing these phenomenal players that are in smaller markets. Now, granted, Otani and Trout, they're not in a small market. They're in LA, but they are a, like, they're not the Dodgers. You know, they're, they're overshadowed because they're on the Angels. The Dodgers are good. The Angels haven't been. They don't go to the postseason very often. So they, they don't get the recognition. They go almost unnoticed, despite being two of the biggest stars on the entire planet. Shohei Otani is the best baseball player on the planet, and he's in your league, and some people wouldn't have even known it until the World Baseball Classic. They probably just learned about, like, oh, really? He plays for the Angels? He's not just in Japan? That's sad. That's sad that that, that could be something that happened. Um, how about guys like, forgive me, my Cardinals fans here, but Randy Arena. No matter what you think of him, is because he clearly drives some people nuts with uh, the way he plays, but he's got a flair. And it was must-see TV watching him play for Team Mexico. 
He was all over the place, making brilliant plays, stealing bases, driving balls into the gap. He was a lot of fun to watch. He plays for the Tampa Bay Rays, who never get any attention, despite normally being a pretty good team. But they're in a not-so-great baseball market. They don't draw good crowds in Tampa Bay, so nobody pays attention. This year, the Orioles. The Orioles are going to have some of the top young players in baseball on their team. MLB needs to show them to people. I don't care if the Orioles are good, but these players are going to be the future of your league. Show them off. Bobby Wood Jr., a superstar in the making on Team USA, happens to play on the Kansas City Royals, who aren't a great franchise right now. They're not the Yankees. They're not the Mets. So they don't get any love. Why aren't you pushing these guys? Make these young stars the faces of your franchise or of your league. Make it a point to promote the young guys, even if they're on teams that aren't very good right away. Julio Rodriguez for the Mariners last year. An incredible season. Nobody'd heard of him, really, until the All-Star game because of the home run derby. Why? I knew who he was, but I'm a baseball dork. <laughs> you got to show these guys to other people. People need to learn about them. Let them see them. I, like, I, like this year, I want to see San Diego. I want to see that lineup with Soto, Tatis Jr., Machado, Bogarts. I want them on national TV more. I want to be able to watch them. We know the Mets, the Phillies, the Braves, Astros, Dodgers, Yankees. They're going to be good. And they're going to have their time on national TV. It's just part of the gig because you get the big markets and the big markets are going to watch, which is going to give them bigger ratings. I understand that. But somehow, some way, don't forget these other teams in the smaller markets with these young stars who are, who are going to be superstars at some point. They're on these rosters. So don't forget to push them a little bit. Um, another thing, as much as uh, baseball is a team sport, it also offers that uh, that unique one-on-one -on -one confrontation like you got with Otani and Trout that other sports cannot match. You can't do that in football. NFL can't pull that off. Basketball, at times, when one person goes for the game-winning shot and one other person's guarding them, so you sort of have it there, I guess. Hockey has shootouts, but not in the playoffs when everybody's watching, and rarely is it seen during a game, only when a game in the regular season isn't decided in overtime, then we go to shootouts. Soccer has the penalty kicks during the World Cup. That was awesome. Watching the, the games that ended in the penalty kicks, but 99% of that game is a team sport. So that's another thing that uh, I took away from that, that baseball has going for them. And as far as how the game relates to the Cardinals, great pitching will always be great hitting. The Cardinals lineup up and down could hit with anyone in this league. But we've seen in the playoffs, especially in the wild card rounds, or like in the WBC, when it's a short series or just one game, having that ace can make all the difference. And the Cardinals still need that guy, in my, my opinion. And I, I just don't know where they're going to get it from yet. I really don't. And talking about that, why don't I throw this picture up real quick? Of uh, That's new. That's your guy, Lars Newbar, dousing Shohei Otani, the greatest player on the planet, in Champagne. Wouldn't that be nice if they were both doing this wearing Cardinals uniforms? Get on it, Mo. Get on it.
All right, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, why don't you uh, do me a favor, check out our friends over at Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Listen to Matt and Dom every day. They're breaking down the best fantasy draft strategies, getting you ready for your drafts. I know I got a couple of them coming up at the end of this week. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Cardinals are at home against the Yankees tomorrow. Steven Matz will be on the bump. We'll try to continue his outstanding spring. Uh, he'll be facing another left-hander, Nestor Cortez. Nasty Nestor Cortez of the Yankees. First pitch, 12.05 St. Louis time, and the game will be televised on Valley Sports Midwest. How about we try to avoid our third straight tie? Shall we? Because ties are our stupid. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and the JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Help our channel grow. You are the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I will see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. 